Boston has their beans, Georgia collard greens, and New York's got her pizza pie. Cincinnati's famous for her skyline. Skyline chili's the reason why. And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, season five. Calling this episode 7.3. Just winging it. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball (coughs) podcast broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting, as usual, live from Brooklyn, New York, the city of a thousand pizza lies. Hey, Joel. (laughs) Uh, It's Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston with uh, no... No manner that could equal what Sam just said about <laughs> Yeah, Roxbury Crossing. That's what you're broadcasting from. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Um, you are probably listening to us on either Apple iTunes or SoundCloud. If so, thanks very much. Give us a like, a rate, a review. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. If you give us a review, one star, five stars, I don't care. We'll beat it on the air. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Dump on the Ump. Find us on Facebook and like us. And we also have a WordPress blog, jumponthump.wordpress.com. So, also, check out our earlier episodes if everything has gone as planned. Talk about Major League Baseball's proposed rules changes. And the sports headlines of the week. Speaking of sports headlines, guys, I got one to share with you this evening. As some of you may know, I'm a little bit of a college football fan. I like to follow college football. Uh, I'm a a big Oregon Ducks fan. And right now in college football, it's recruiting. Well, recruiting season just ended. And... College football recruiting is a bizarre, crazy world. And what happened this year was there was this uh, player named Blake Carringer from Knoxville, Tennessee, linebacker from Grace Christian, uh, no, offensive tackle, 6'6", 315 pounds from Grace Christian Academy. As a teenager? He was, yeah, as a junior in high school. Fuck. He had received um, offers to play from schools such as Alabama and Florida. He was ranked by two different recruiting websites as a three-star player. That puts you in basically the top 5% college football of high school football players across the country. Only problem is that there is no such person named Blake Carringer. He was just a <coughs> Instagram account created by other high schoolers at this Christian Academy. Hold on. Excuse me. These kids created a false profile with a stock photo of a beefy white kid and posted on Instagram that he had received um, invitations to play for Alabama, for Florida, 
and of course Amherst College for some fucking reason. And these national websites bought into it and started posting him as an actual uh, recruit. And so this kind of exposes one of the flaws in college football recruiting is that your ranking is based only on what teams have actually offered you uh, scholarships. It's not based on actually how good of a football player you are by you know any metric or data. You get your three stars, your four stars, based on who's actually offering you scholarships. And if Alabama and Florida are offering you scholarships, you're automatically going to get at least a three-star rating. So it's kind of a, a, I don't know if it's a chicken and egg situation here, but your rating is based on who's recruiting you, and who is recruiting you is based on your rating. Is there something that tracks who's offered deals? Well, apparently not. I, I thought there were. It was supposed to be these websites, 247sports.com and rivals.com. But they were apparently getting their information from this catfish Instagram account. You know, it's not really a chicken and egg situation. It's like a old people v. Instagram sort of thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because it's just like, they just... They just don't get it, you know? Right. It's like, like, oh, the hot kids, they're on Snapgram now. Yeah, exactly. I get myself a Snapgram account. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why old people are so easy to rickroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those kids have a long and illustrious career in front of them in scam calling. Yeah. yeah. Or viral marketing campaigns. Like, that's something you put on your, like, job applications these days, you know? Like, look at these headlines that I got in high school. Putting on, yeah, putting on your CV. Tricked major sports website into thinking that person I made up was real. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're going to see this happening more and more often, too. So, what fake sports persona should we come up with? To like, well, it's probably, it's probably got to be football, right? What if we did a, um, there's some kid in like Guatemala who is a ace football, track, and baseball player. And right. he's 12 years old. No one will buy it. <laughs> Guatemalan people are so small. It's the problem. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, no. But maybe it could be something really obscure, like, you know, a kicker, like someone who can get a 70 yard field goal at the the Ukraine or something. Yeah, from like some random place that's been found, you know? That would be really easy to make up. Or just like the, the, like, you know, the Yucatan, no, the, uh, what's the, Yukon, just way up north in Canada. You know what I mean? Tell the kid growing up. Growing up in a wood cabin and playing Canadian football with wolves. Right, splitting wood and, like, wrestling polar bears and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just, like, he plows people's driveways with his shoulders. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. An entire defensive line by himself, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And he becomes the least sexy position with his offensive tackle. 
Do you guys remember that Kevin Bacon movie called The Air Up There? Sure, yeah. Where he goes. I like that movie because the entire inciting event is that Kevin Bacon is drunk at some kind of gala and thinks he sees this African kid being really good at basketball, but he's not. He's just drunk. And then from there, he, like, leaves America to go to Africa to recruit this kid. Right. Africa is a continent, not a country. I don't know where in Africa. And learns how to love himself. And then he gets, like, circumcised. It's really gross. Weird. That movie is weird. Yeah, that movie's really weird. Kevin Bacon was in a lot of really weird movies in the 90s. Well, that's why he's in that game. Yeah. I loved that game. You can play that game with Kevin Bacon and Hitler. I forget how to Because they're like buddies. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon tried really hard to hide that fact that he's buddies with Hitler. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so let's get on this. Let's make up a, a... We could make up an entire fucking fake baseball team. Yeah. Base, yeah, baseball, you could do some pretty obscure, like, Japanese islands, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like this kid with a 110-mile-an-hour fastball. Whose family has been hiding out since uh, the end of World War II. Right, yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's one, of those, one of those embedded soldiers in the Philippines. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you can connect uh, Kevin Bacon to Adolf Hitler in three numbers. Right? Peter Lorre was in a movie with Hitler. That's crazy. Was Peter Lorre an anti-Semite? Okay, get off of Wikipedia, Joel. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, I wanted to talk about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. We're on day, what, 120 or something of the Hopu Machado watch? I don't know. Time is a flat circle, Joe. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> <clears throat> Days are meaningless. Now, I'm a White Sox fan. 538.com, they say 80% chance Machado signs with the White Sox. Eight years, $198 million. He would have six wins above replacement postseason. We would win 92 wins in 2020, making the playoffs both years, man. That's We're doing it. White Sox, 2020, motherfuckers. I'm excited. It sounds like you are the students in that high school, and you wrote that information yourself and are trying to pass it on to the other <laughs> jump on the ump uh, people so that we can put it out virally and it gets picked up. This is how news works in the information age, Eli. Right. This is how Trump got elected. 80%? How could you possibly put a percentage on what may or may not happen inside someone's brain without any of their own input? (laughs) Also, are the details of that deal public or no? Oh, no, no. They were just pure speculation. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, everyone's playing it really close to the chest on what these offers are. 
What yeah. I think is, you know, if I may speculate wildly, yeah, I think and Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are going to end up in uh, Milwaukee with the Padres and Eric Cosmer. I mean, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I think that I think that uh, San Diego is going to come out of left field and just kind of just kind of snatch them both up where they will wallow in obscurity for the rest <laughs> of their careers and never live up to their potential. Because they're like, they're like at Eric Hosmer's house and just having pool parties all the time. Yeah, it'll be the new age Cheech and Chong. It's just yeah. Hosmer, Machado and Harper. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the dream, though. Right? That would be the dream. They could go to San Diego. They would have no pressure to actually perform. Right. They could get high because it's legal in California. Everyone would forget that they exist. Yeah. And they'd get paid $25 million a year. Right. And San Diego somehow would still be bad. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it'd be terrible. Um. It's just, it's too chill there. That's the problem. Yeah. They spend too much on, like, quality of life that they just don't have any, like, money left over for bats and balls to practice with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, what were we supposed to do? They they do their spring training at a five-star club med in Costa Rica. And, and practice sessions are uh, optional. <laughs> yeah. Non-mandatory workout session. They don't. They don't want to. Yeah. Like they don't. The, the, the Padres don't want you to strain yourself. Okay. Yeah. They want to save their players. They don't want anyone to get hurt. Right. It's yeah. bad luck to have people on the DL. Yeah. It's all about self-care. The resort is all-inclusive. The workouts are optional. Non-mandatory. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go play for the Padres. I know, me too. <laughs> okay, here's a paragraph that I'm reading from this article that's predicting where Machado would sign. This is okay if he signed to San Diego in 2024. Machado will opt out of his initial contract and sign a five-year, $157 million deal with the expansion Memphis Scouts. Where yeah. he would spend the next five seasons playing reasonably well, 4.2 war per year, but losing so many ball games would surely give him flashbacks to the horrid 2018 Orioles. The best season of Machado's final years is forecast to be an out of nowhere 4.3 war season with the 101 win Cincinnati Reds in 2032, but that team would ultimately lose in the divisional series. In September, 2035, Machado will retire from pro baseball as a probable Hall of Famer. So what do you think? Cincinnati Reds, 100 win season in 2032. The big red chili machine. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I have some Cincinnati chili updates, by the way. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati chili. Oh, as uh, our loyal loyal listeners know, Cincinnati Chili on this show is a bit of a recurring theme. 
um, ever since we learned that Yasiel Puig is moving to Cincinnati to fulfill his lifelong dream of becoming obese by Chile. Yeah. Anyways, Cincinnati Chile uh, became such a big thing that I reached out to a friend of mine in Cincinnati to get the lowdown on it. He promised that he would send me different varieties of Cincinnati chili for me to test out. And uh, they arrived safely in a box. He sent me a shit ton of Cincinnati chili. And speaking of shit, my wife is leaving uh, in next week for a few days, in which case I'll be able to give you a full update on what Cincinnati Chili does to the body. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. You know, when you when you came on, when we were talking about it before on the podcast, and you're like, oh, my friend's going to send me all this Cincinnati Chili from Cincinnati, like... I don't know why, but I was just picturing, like, a bag of chili in a box, like, <laughs> made or something, in <laughs> through the mail. But you got different varieties of cans of chili, right? Is that... Yeah, apparently there are a few, like, apparently a lot of different companies are in the Cincinnati chili game. Right. And so, like, he sent me a couple of cans of, like, the really popular stuff, but uh-huh. sent me some of, like... You know, the off-brand ones where he's like, yeah, these are like the up-and-comer, you know? Right. <laughs> this like small batch artisanal Cincinnati chili. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The craft brewers of Cincinnati chili. What you've got to tell us, Eli, is which Cincinnati chili company do we need to sponsor us? Oh, yeah. I will give a full report on all of the different brands. And uh, I'm going to eat lots and lots of hot dogs and spaghetti. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to, oh man, I'm jealous. Super jealous. Um, Yeah. I'll take pictures and we'll post it on our our social media. (laughs) Okay. You idea of trivia? Yes, I'm big. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys want some trivia? I found some good stuff for this week. Yeah, lay it up. I went to trivia last night. We came in six out of fifteen teams. It's a little disappointing. That's not very good, Joel. No, I'm no. better. Yeah. What was what really gave you a hang up? Um, that random. Well, there was one round all about Franz Schubert that uh, we didn't do very well on, but I don't think anybody did very well on. I don't know who that is. German Austrian composer in the 19th century. Sure. Yeah. I forget the other rounds we didn't do well on. We did really well on the TV show round, so that was good. Well. Anyway, so so hit me up. I got practice, is all I'm saying. That will all change when Sam and I give you a a uh, recast of True Detective. Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm excited about that, too. We have so many great ideas. <laughs> All right. So uh, first up, arguably the we'll start it easy and then we'll get more difficult. And this is uh, across all sports and brought to you thanks of FunTrivia.com. These are, none of this is original, and I don't want to oh yeah people to think that it is. Uh, arguably the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. What team did Michael Jordan return to after his second basketball retirement? 
after his second <clears throat> basketball retirement? Washington Wizards. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. A point to Sam. Nice. Yeah, it's his second because, unless I'm mistaken, he retired the first time to go play with the Washington White Sox. I mean, the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then he came back, and then he retired. So he played 13 seasons with the Bulls and 15 seasons overall. In 2001, he came back and played two seasons with the Wizards, including coming off the bench for the first time in his career. Um, Point um, Sam. Wait, Sam, have you seen Space Jam yet? No. God damn it, Sam. <laughs> no, I still haven't. And actually, my girlfriend tried to make me watch it last night, and I was like, nah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, hasn't, Sam needs to watch Space Jam If you had watched Space Jam You would know that His first retirement to play for the White Sox Is a major plot point in that movie Right uh, Here's some trivia Do you know who his manager was In double A what, Whatever That double A baseball team he played for was Uh Lou Pinella No, anyway Uh <laughs> Alex Cora. No. Alex Cora was still playing. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Cora was like a rookie then. <laughs> I mean, high school. Joe Torrey. No. I don't know. Terry Francona. Terry Francona. Yeah. With the manager of Double A. Was it Durham? I think it might have been Durham. Uh, No, Birmingham. Birmingham? Yeah, I think it's Birmingham. Story goes, story goes, uh, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan was like, (laughs) Terry Francona and was like, dude, I'm just going to fly my private jet to these games in OA teams because I'm sick of riding on these tiny ass buses. And Terry Francona was like, I'm sorry, you can't do that. And then Michael Jordan bought a fleet of new buses, like eight of brand new buses for the team. That's awesome. Yeah. Good negotiating tactics on Tito. Yeah, I know. Seriously. All right. Uh, this next question, we're going over to the world of golf. I know nothing about golf. Well, Tiger Woods. You don't, you don't need to. Which one of the following is not an old-fashioned name for a type of golf club? Spoon? Niblick, Brassy, or Dibber? I'm going with Spoon. I'm going with Dibber. Ding, ding, ding to Sam. Damn it. <laughs> a Brassy was the equivalent of the three wood. A Spoon was similar to the five wood. A Niblick was lofted iron club. A Dibber is a gardening implement used to make a hole in the ground. <laughs> Whenever I hear about golf clubs, I always think about that Simpsons clip. Well, Homer, I don't know why Homer is golfing. And I think it's Mayor Quimby who's like, you idiot, use the open-faced club, the sand wedge. And Homer goes, open-faced club sandwich. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's good. I like in, was it Billy Madison where Adam Sandler plays golf? Yeah. No, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, and he yeah. is laying on the, he like misses a putt and then lays down on the ground. He's like, why don't you go to your home, ball? Get in your home. <laughs> That's what I always think of when I think about golf. Is that part of- <laughs> <laughs> my, 
My favorite part of that movie is when he gets into a fight with Bob Boku. <laughs> the place is wrong, bitch. <laughs> yep. Alright, I'm already losing, but let's do another one. Alright. Um on to horse racing. Oh. Which of these is the oldest horse racing event? The Kentucky Derby, the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe, the Melbourne Cup, or the Grand National? I'm going with that French-sounding one. I think it's the Grand National. Ding, ding, ding. Another one to Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow. Sweet. Fuck. Well, we were going to play best of five. Uh, but it only took three questions to get there. <laughs> Sam wins this week over Joel three to nothing. Better luck next week, Joel. Ah, all right. All right. Um, what are we forgetting? What else we got on the docket? Uh, we got a Cincinnati Chili update. <clears throat> we need a true detective update. Well, I think that actually next week is the finale of the season, so... Maybe next week we can just give you the whole rundown of everything that happens. Yeah, I need to catch up then. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, because Sam and Eli, I am not watching True Detective. Uh, It looks cool. I'm not watching it. I'm not paying for HBO. So it's going to be up to Sam and Eli to describe to me in as much detail as they can the plot of True Detective Season 3. It says here, you wrote, Sam, and I don't know what this means, Cincinnati police detectives with secret chili addictions. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, True Detective, the next season could happen in Cincinnati in, like, the 60s. And, like, one of the detectives has this dark secret where he goes to these underground chili clubs at night after working his job as, like, a regular police detective, you know? What if we had it happen, take place actually in the 70s during the Big Red Machine? And we could have Joe Morgan and Pete Rose actually be characters. Right. And then up one of the cops really bad because he's, like, trying to get some chili money from them or something. Yeah. Pete Rose keeps gambling away. No, no. Oh, Pete Rose keeps losing all his gambling money. On his chili addiction. And that's why he has to keep gambling. And that's the mystery? That's, well, that's like the first, you know, I know enough about True Detective. It's got layers, right? So that would be the first one. But then it turns out that the Cincinnati Chili Company is actually a satanic cult. Right. And they're sacrificing human AAA baseball players and grinding them up and making Cincinnati Chili. Right. right. That's like the disturbing uh, reveal at the end. And then Yasiel Puig's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward to 2019. <laughs> well, it's going to end in 2019 because, you know, they they span yeah. decades, these shows, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yasiel Puig is just like the... The, the he's always in the background eating chili and only like the hardcore fans notice. Right. It's like an Easter egg. Right. 
And by like in the early, like in the seventies, he's really fit. But like in 2019, he's like this really fat dude, like in the diner banquet, just like alien <laughs> pasta into his mouth. You know? <laughs> Morbidly obese. But he's still playing baseball. Yeah. He's like in a nutty professor fat suit in the in 2019. He's got a Cincinnati red hat on throughout the entire thing. like a really stretched out old Cincinnati Reds t-shirt, you know? <laughs> but it's all, it's all a long plan. It's, it's a long con to win the Reds, the 2019 World Series. Or the 20, 31, 32. <laughs> 101 win Reds. With <laughs> Manny Machado and Fat Yasio Puig and the zombie corpse of Pete Rose. Uh, yeah, that's good. That would be, uh, yeah. be a good episode. <laughs> be a good season. I feel like Cincinnati <laughs> at some point should probably start paying us advertising dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah, they seem like they would mismanage their advertising budget. I'll tell you what, once a week for like at least 10 minutes, we'll talk about Cincinnati and Cincinnati Chili. Right. <laughs> Having never been there before. <laughs> I need to go there real bad. This, yeah, this seriously. Is- I was actually earlier today Googling restaurants to get Cincinnati chili in New York <laughs> earlier today. Did you find any? Uh, there's this one place that has a Cincinnati night. Uh, you got are, there, are there famous yep. Cincinnati foods? Well, I don't know. I assume they just sell chili and like watch <laughs> subpar baseball games. <laughs> bats and bats of Cincinnati chili with like then pasta or hot dogs at the beginning. <laughs> you know, like, pick your poison. Yeah. There's like the pasta buffet and the hot dog buffet. You're not allowed to go down both. <laughs> Why not? It makes it better. You need to have the pasta and the hot dogs and the chili and the beans and the onions and the cheese. Yeah. Joel goes there from time to time and just gets the real stink eye when he... When he cross-pollinates. <laughs> like, so we told you, you're not allowed to do that. So we're going to have to ask you to leave. You keep going back and forth. But I want my pasta and my hot dog. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, one last thing before we go. If you listened to our last episode, talked a little about True Detective Milwaukee. We got so many goddamn True Detective shows. Um, here's here's an idea. We're gonna team up Colin Kaepernick and Cubs owner Joe Ricketts. They're gonna solve racism in the city of Milwaukee. Here's what I need you to do, Dump on the Yump followers. We're gonna get Dump Dump on the Yump Nation. That's what I'm calling it. All right, hashtag Dump on the Yump Nation. We're getting on this. I need you to all like Joe Ricketts. Uh, Kale of the Chicago Cubs, Wrigley Field. Ask him to team up with Colin Kaepernick to solve the the real crime of systemic racism in the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right, we're gonna get on this. This is it. This is it. We're gonna call to action. All right.
I'll come back. I'll post. What, what is the, the address of Wrigley Field? Like 1100 West Addison? Is that it? Sounds right. Googling it right now. Oops, spelling it wrong. Yeah. West Addison. I want them flooded with mail to Wrigley Field. Yeah. Take a picture of your letter. Send it to us. We'll read them on the air. Oh, good idea. All right. Sweet. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This is, you know, the C block may be my favorite block. <laughs> um, check us out on Apple iTunes. Like us, rate us, review us, leave us a review. We will read that on the air. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. And like us on Facebook. Find our Facebook page. Dump <laughs> the Ump. Um, thanks so much for listening. Guys, anything I'm forgetting? I think you got it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good evening and a fun